Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. It really hit home to me when there was that link between uh, Bitcoin and, and time itself. So you have you know, the universe scarcest resource in, in, in time and then the hardest money that's ever existed in Bitcoin. And they're intimately linked together uh, through the difficulty adjustment. And so, yeah, for, for me as a, as a bit of a physics geek, it was, it was one thing that really made me pay attention. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Nathan Day, who's a tech entrepreneur and founder of btcmap.org. He's built, sold, invested in, and advised tech businesses over the years, and he's now focused on Bitcoin, building btcmap.org, gamertron.net, and delivering Bitcoin education for kids. If you're a business owner and you've wondered how you can get uh, more awareness that you're accepting Bitcoin, BTC Map is a great way to do that. We're going to get to our interview with Nathan in just a few minutes. But first of all, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And this week, we're going to Bend, Oregon with the Bend, Oregon Bitcoin Meetup. Get ready to bend your mind with Bitcoin. Join the Bend Bitcoin Meetup to explore the exciting world of Bitcoin in a fun and relaxed environment. Their meetups feature lively discussions, guest speakers, and networking opportunities with like-minded individuals. Upcoming events include a beginner's guide to buying Bitcoin and a panel discussion on the future of decentralized finance. Don't be left behind. Come bend the future with us. You can find them on Twitter at BendBitcoin or on Meetup.com. And if you want to attend a Bitcoin meetup, but you don't live in the Bend, Oregon area, I encourage you to download the Oshi app, where you'll be able to find the closest Bitcoin meetup to you. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Nathan right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Nathan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh. Nice to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Yeah, sure. Shoot. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? Um, well, I think like anyone, you, you hear about it way before you, you understand it. Uh, so I think I first heard about it back in 2017 or so. Uh, dismissed it as a as a Ponzi scam uh, before actually doing the work uh, a little later. So I uh, eventually fell down the rabbit hole in August of, of 21. So I'm class of 21, so relatively recently. 
but fell quite hard and f- and fell quite quickly. So within you know a couple of weeks of ferocious reading um, and podcast listening uh, and understanding that everything uh, I'd previously known about pretty much any, any everything was uh, was untrue. Um, and then and then yeah, uh, just wanted to then get into the space. So you know, started working on a number of projects pretty much straight away. So question number two is this, what's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? Um, uh, pretty techie uh, of, I guess, kind of like philosophical, but if you're familiar with uh, Gigi's work um, and his article, Bitcoin is time, um, mm-hmm. there's some very deep links into physics all over Bitcoin um, in terms of proof of work and, and things like that. But um, I mean, it, it really hit home to me when there was that link between uh, Bitcoin and, and time itself. So you have, you know, the universe scarcest resource in, in, in time and then the hardest money that's ever existed in Bitcoin. And they're, they're intimately linked together uh, through the difficulty adjustment. Um, and so, yeah, for, for me as a, as a bit of a physics geek, it was it was one thing that really made me pay attention at that point. Um, most people um, probably don't get that deep, um, certainly not, uh, you know, as, as quickly as I did. But it, it, I always bring that up to people on their Bitcoin journey just to try and understand some of the, the fundamentals, really. So you may have already answered this question to some degree uh, based off of your last answer. But question number three is what is the Bitcoin resource that you most recommend to others? Um, so yeah, Gigi's work is is where I send people once they've um, you know understood some of the basics. But um, I often send them uh, to to the guys over at Seed Signer. So we have my Seed Signer here. Uh, I think this is really good uh, for people to understand um, kind of wallets and seeds and signing devices um, and where their Bitcoin is. So if you're a noob, you know you think your Bitcoin's in your wallet on your phone. Uh, and I think just playing around with a seed signer, uh, creating some um, passphrases um, and having those exported, you know, with the QR codes and things like that. Um, I think that just really helps people understand uh, Bitcoin a bit better. And I think once you do that, you, you're you a better Bitcoiner as a result of that. So these next two questions, these final two questions are a little bit separate from Bitcoin. But question number four is beyond Bitcoin, what's the idea, resource or tool that's been most helpful to you or your business recently? Uh, We're super interested about Nostra right now. Um, I don't know if you've been following Nostra at all, but um, yeah, it's it's you know the pace of, of development on Nostra at the moment with all of the different clients and for those people that are not familiar it's a uh, it's effectively a, a decentralized distributed however you want to define it um, uh, protocol uh, that powers things like social media you know it's not limited to social media but it it really it, it's kind of what Bitcoin is to money Nostra is to um, free speech effectively um, and so there's mm super exciting things happening there and then the link to btc map is it actually helps power some of the features we want to develop in the future in terms of uh, merchant reviews um, and how do you verify uh, that the identity of a reviewer um, so much like in bitcoin where you have your pub private key pairs 
Um, you have effectively the same key pairs in, in Nostra as well. So uh, we'll be able to start to link reviews to uh, pub keys in effect. Lightning over Nostra is really interesting right now. So these concepts of uh, zaps, which means that uh, people can send zaps via Nostra um, and um, you're effectively identifying the sender and the receiver, but you're securing everything in between. Um, so it means that you can attribute uh, more easily um, where sats are coming from and to, and, and that's good in a in a sort of commercial environment or a merchant environment where you might want to do that. Now I want to pause here for a second, just because um, Noster, I, I am I'm using Noster. I'm, I'm very much in the noob category. I know it's yeah. not been around that long, but there are some people who have really taken a lot of time to understand it. I am not early. one of those people. I'm curious. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm curious, what's the client that you're using right now? Because, you know, we talked even in last week's episode, talked about how you have um, some sort of protocol and then you have different clients. And I'm not a tech person, so I could even be uh, botching those terms. But no, what you, what's, what's the app that you use for Noster? Yeah, you, you, you make a very important point there, which is it's a protocol, not a platform. And p people moving over to it at first don't really understand the difference between those. So like a platform would be Twitter or Facebook. Um, and ultimately those uh, platforms uh, control um, what gets said on those platforms and what algorithms are used to suggest post you and things. Whereas Nostra is a protocol, so it's more like um, the uh, HTTP itself, so like the the protocol that that sits behind uh, websites and web pages. Um, so just like you can have many different web browsers to use the HTTP protocol, you can also have many clients that uses the Nostra protocol. So it separates those two things out uh, more clearly, and that's great for innovation because it means that you can then use any device, uh, sorry, any client that you like. Um, that's tailored to you know whatever needs that you have. So I don't know what the total number of Nostra clients at the moment is, but there's probably I don't know ten, twenty uh, in in frequent use. Um, don't know how many there are in total, but a lot. Um, so I'm using uh, Amethyst on Android right now. Um, uh, so a guy called Victor and a, a small team are developing that. Uh, and they're releasing every day. So they're shipping new versions of, of the client pretty much every day. Uh, so the pace of mm -hmm. changes is insane. Um, and and also on desktop, I'm using snort.social, um, who is actually one of the core team of snort uh, on the design side. Uh, his handle is Carnage. He's also the lead designer on BTC Map as well. And for those who happen to have an Apple device, um, you can use Domus, and it's one of those things where this all sounds, and I, I don't understand it all, uh, probably as well as you do because you have this tech background, but it's not hard to get started. You don't have to be uh, techie to get started. No, you don't. Uh, it, does, it does give you a little, yeah, you have a little bit more responsibility, right? Because you need to make sure that you take care of your private key, and you don't want anyone to get access to that. But other than that, it's very easy to get started. So if you, if you have um, an Android, Amethyst, if you have uh, an iPhone, go ahead and look up Domus, and it's really easy 
to get started, I encourage people to at least check it out because you're really on the cutting edge of an exciting new protocol and a bunch of apps that are going to be available um, in the social media context. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, it's where all the Bitcoiners are hanging out as well. So it's great. <laughs> so question number five is this. We call it our arbitrary but insightful question. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I struggled with this one because um, I can I could answer it both ways, depending which side of the debate, debate team I was on. Uh, I probably got down with, with why, um, I guess, to to just challenge where you spend your time um i've always been pretty good with where i spend my time but since finding bitcoin um i i really do focus much more so i i I do tend to ask why should i be doing something um rather than why not um but that said you only live once as well right so we we often say why should we do this and then uh, if there's no good reason not to do it and there are good reason to do it then we don't let the the negative holders back as a family. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C. S-T-E-R dot com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. So uh, today, Nathan, we're going to be talking primarily about btcmap.org. I wanted to let business owners who are listening to this podcast know about it so that if they want to, first of all, be on the map, they'll know about it and know how to get on the map or at least apply. I'm not even quite sure what your process is for that. And then second of all, it's it's fun to, to download the app. Um, and see what's around you, uh, see what's around the United States uh, to be aware of. And I say United States because I'm in the United States. I know you're not based in the United States. But, you know, if you're going on a road trip, it's nice to know where you can go to spend Bitcoin or just meet up with uh, other uh, people who have uh, a similar perspective on Bitcoin as you do. So could you just share with us a little bit about the inspiration for BTC Map and any other things that would be helpful for first timers just hearing about it to know? Yeah, for sure. And just like you say, you know, that's where um, BTC Maps Genesis was. Um, I was going out to Baltic Honey Badger, which is a conference out in Riga, uh, Latvia. And I was looking for places to spend sats. Um, and there was no place that I I could, you know, go website that, that would tell me that. Um, so there were often 
smaller Google Maps that local communities have kind of cobbled together uh, and were maintaining that data themselves. Um, but in my background, sort of pre-Bitcoin, I did a lot of work in open data um, and also uh, in and around the mapping space. So I knew about OpenStreetMaps, which is what we use. Uh, BTC Map is kind of like our open source uh, mapping wiki. So it's a bit like Wikipedia, but uh, for maps. Um, so on OpenStreetMaps, you can you can add anything you like onto OpenStreetMaps. Um, sometimes that gets verified by other people, and if the data is not correct, you know it gets rolled back, just like on Wikipedia. Um, uh, but that project's been going for you know, at least a decade or so now, um, and it's got a really good data set in it. Um, and so when I was looking for places to spend sats, I'd found this uh, this Android app that some guy had um, created just a couple of months prior. So this was in uh, August uh, of 22 last year, uh, and he created it in, uh, earlier in the summer. Um, and it was just on the Android store, so it wasn't in play um there was no social media around it there was no website there was there was nothing it was just this application really but the thing that got my attention was that it was using open street maps um and we were tagging uh, merchants um so businesses with particular tags um and that means you can then search on those uh, merchants so they're effectively querying that database in order to get data so i just shot um Iger is his name he's one of the co-founders of the of btc map there's four of us in in total in the core team um and i just shot him an email that i had to find via his github account or something um and then yeah we connected and then later that weekend um we got the first um mvp web page up um, which was this terribly simple, um, not very good looking website, uh, just to get the domain and to, um, and to start the movement really. And then, uh, I set the Twitter up that weekend in Riga, um, and within 24 hours, um, we had, uh, Second Light, who's, uh, the, the lead web dev, uh, reach out to us, uh, and say he wanted to start to contribute, um, and then he brought along the the designer Carnage, who has done all the design on the on the on the project. So yeah, within you know, it was about three or four days. Really, it went from I don't have a solution to we now have a team, uh, and uh, we've got a basis of a solution that we're now going to develop quite aggressively. Um, and so that was yeah, like I said, that was end of summer, early autumn. So in the three months. Uh, at the end of last year, we were shipping, you know, pretty much every day. Um, and, and what you have now is quite a fully fledged web app that you can use to find your merchants. Um, we're across iOS and Android. Um, and so now, you know, if I'm flying to Riga next year, I can get my app out, the BCC map out. Um, and I can I can find places to go spend some sets. I, I do in just a second, um, you know, the, the other part of that question was how people um, can get on the app or how, how they have gotten on. But before we get to that portion, from what you've just shared, I'm sort of curious, is this a for-profit endeavor or just kind of a passion project based off of a need that you saw out in the space? How are you looking at this and you know, what are your plans to grow in the future? 
Good question. Um, so right now it's an open source project um, and therefore is not for profit. So we get some donations that come in. We have some sponsors uh, that cover kind of our fixed costs. So, you know, we're not taking any salaries out of the business or anything like that. Uh, in fact, we're not even incorporated yet. It's just a loose collaboration of, of people and a, and a multi-sig Bitcoin wallet. <laughs> um, but that said, um, there's clearly uh, a business opportunity ahead of us um, uh, and one that focuses around merchants, I think. Um, so we've currently got around 9,000 merchants, I think, on the platform. Um, and we're not really catering directly to their needs other than sending business their way. Um, so, you know, there's there's an opportunity there to start to engage merchants directly. Um, but that said, we would always keep the two parts of BTC map separate. So there will always be a free and open source uh, foundation layer. Um, and the data itself is is free and open source because it's in open street maps. Um, and so if if we are going to build this commercialization layer on top of that foundation layer, we, they'd always remain separate. Um, and hopefully the the commercialization layer can then um, in turn begin to fund the foundation layer uh, over time. Could you help me understand the commercialization layer a little bit better? Like what what would be some of the, the ways that the businesses could benefit from this? Um, so I don't know if you think about Fiat solutions. So you've got Yelp um, and, you know, directory pages where businesses pay to have SEO friendly um, web pages for their sites. Um, right now, because we're still early in Bitcoin adoption, uh, that's fairly important for engaging with your Bitcoiner customers as well. So how, how can you attract more Bitcoiners to your merchant? Um, and so we talked earlier about Nostra integration and, and reviews. So how, how do I get a Yelp-like experience but built on uh, a Bitcoin standard for Bitcoiners uh, and not tied into any particular platform? There's also uh, the other angle is, and some of our sponsorship reflects this, is uh, payment providers uh, as well. So uh, we've got sponsorship from Swiss Bitcoin Pay um, and also Coinos, who are both um, Bitcoin payment providers. And so if we can start to focus on merchant onboarding as well, so how do we get merchants that are not yet accepting Bitcoin onto BTC Map? And as we onboard those merchants, uh, how do we help them select the best uh, point of sale solution required for their business? Um, so, and obviously there's, there's affiliate sort of deals that can be done in terms of revenue share, um, on those types of, um, relationships as well. So yeah, we've got a couple of ideas, um, but right now we're really focused on, uh, building out, um, the merchant base, uh, validating the data and verifying the data that's in the database, because uh, we inherited um, some poor quality data that we're about 50% of the way through cleansing right now. And, and building the community side as well. So a, a thing we've done on top of the merchants is um, uh, building these community areas around uh, the planet. So if you go to the website and you look on communities, you will see uh, polygons or so areas that cover different patches of the planet. Uh, and they they uh, represent Bitcoin meetups. But what we've done is we've created these communities that have meetups 
and also um, have merchants within that area. And so those communities are now taking ownership of their local merchant data to make sure that it's verified and correct. So rather than a central team trying to verify 9,000 locations globally, we're um, pushing that responsibility down to the people that it matters to, which is the people that live there, right? So it's been amazing to see. Uh, so we've had some very um, uh, aged data sources that haven't been verified and communities from around the world have, have picked that up, uh, verified it with uh, up-to-date information. Uh, and you know everyone has a better experience as, as a result of that. And how are these communities made aware of it? Are you reaching out to uh, meetup organizers and saying, hey, this is kind of an area that we're considering under or within your domain. Would you mind checking these out as you have the ability or do you take a different approach? Uh, so um, there's a uh, on the website, there's a form you can fill in. So we get people you know, requesting uh, to be a community. Uh, and we verify that information uh, to make sure that they're kind of Bitcoin only and, and legitimate. And then, yeah, we reach out to people also via social media. Um, we've you know had a few other people join but by us DMing those guys saying, hey, do you want to be part of, uh, put your community on the map effectively. And then we're engaging with some of the big community organizations, um, particularly here in Europe. We've got Einund Wanzig, which is the German collection of of meetups uh, i think they've got something like 50 or so across germany and austria um and then there's the decor um french bitcoin meetups then they have similar numbers um and so very soon i think we've got well we've got 115 communities currently on the platform uh we'll soon be more like 400 um representing people from across the planet um so yeah, it's great. It's great to see all the activity coming in from from all over the place. So it sounds like if someone wants to make sure that they that their business is on BTC Map, there's currently an application, a process they go through, and they do need to be Bitcoin only. That's correct. Uh, right? No, so communities with we're saying Bitcoin only. If you're a merchant and you accept Bitcoin, then that's all we need to know. So if you also happen to accept other flavors, then that's your business. But um, if you accept Bitcoin, then then you have a legitimate place on the map. Um, but it has to be Bitcoin. It can't be. I mean, uh, Binance Pay have got their app. You know that you've got a KYC yourself to to use and things. So it has to be native Bitcoin, and that's pretty much the only um, the only stipulation we have. And so yeah, if you're if you're a merchant and um, you already accept Bitcoin. Um, you can do one of two things. You can fill out the form on our website. So just go to btcmap.org um, and you can add a merchant. So we just ask for some information, <clears throat> clearly where you are, your position. Um, and, and that's it. And then if you fill that form out, that will create uh, a ticket that one of the community of what we call the shadowy super taggers, they will pick that information up and they will verify that quickly um, and they will then add that information into OpenStreetMap. So maybe your merchant is already in there because of some previous data load and they just have to tag it with with the Bitcoin tags, uh, whether you accept Lightning, on-chain, contactless, those types of things. Uh, or, or they may have to create you know, you as a, as a merchant in OSM. E either way, that they, they will do it. But the other way to do it, and it's not difficult, um, and we have instructions on, on the website, 
is you can just add it directly to OpenStreetMap yourself. So if you went to a, 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 a particular merchant on OpenStreetMap uh, and you put the correct tags on, uh, within 10 minutes, uh, that would then be on the map. So there are a number of ways that people can get on BTC map. I'm curious, what is the most uh, popular way that people have gotten on there? Is it that they've previously uploaded their information and you just came in and uh, imported them into BTC map uh, from this open source? Or are most of these uh, people on the map right now? Because if you pull it up, there's just Tons and tons of places. Uh, are they mainly people who have applied to be a part of BTC Map? Yeah, I think most of those, well, the new ones certainly have come from uh, people uh, submitting their information on the website. Um, like I said earlier, there was uh, quite a lot, a lot of legacy tags in there. I think uh, legacy locations. I think we had about five or six thousand to begin with um, that that we've built on top of, um, and. And so, yeah, most of the new ones have come from via the website. But we're also working with um, the payment providers, so uh, Galoi um, and Ibex and the likes of Coin Corner to get information about their merchants. So going forward, as they onboard merchants onto their platform, then there'll be integrations into BTC Map in order to get that information uh, on the map. Uh, as and when they're onboarded um so yeah there's, there's a process there to to keep up to date with with new merchants in a more automated fashion mm -hmm. and before we finish up today's interview i do want to take a chance to hear a little bit more about the other things you're involved with i believe it was uh gamertron is one of them and then you also there was just also an element about um kids education so i'm curious to know a little bit about those things because it seems like you you went all in fast i'm guessing this is another bitcoin related thing but correct me if i'm wrong and explain to us a little bit more about it yeah for sure so uh, gamertron.net is where i first started actually with my then 10 year old son uh, who we'd been homeschooling for three years at that point um so he he's quite techy he was doing some courses with um cubrio which is an online school uh distribute school with kids from all over the world it's an excellent resource um and one of the courses that they were doing was uh game development so they were using uh unity 3d which is a um a professional game development platform um and it was about the same time we were doing the bit or i was doing the bitcoin stuff um and we just started putting um, qr codes at the end of these games for donations because these were games that were published to the web so we, we set this gamertron business up he and i uh, designing logos and we, we did it as a bit of a homeschool project on how to be an entrepreneur we worked on costs and profits and modeling and, and things and then and then yeah so he's he's developed four games now i think um and the last one we did was called satsman so you can check that out at sats-man.com and that's a take on on the classic pac-man game um but rather than have ghosts chase you you've got um altcoins chasing you um and you've got to eat the bitcoin um and so we ran that uh, slightly differently so rather than donations at the end um, we actually integrated uh, Bolt 11 Lightning directly into the game. So that meant that at the end of a game, you could pay, I think it was like a thousand sats 
um, to post your score to a global uh, leaderboard. And then we were doing uh, month, uh, weekly prize draws. Um, so one point equals one ticket in the prize draw. So clearly the, the, the more points you get, the more chance you have, but everyone has a chance of winning. Uh, and then we were doing like a 10, 20,000 sats prize draw each week where we'd select a, a winner. Um, so that was cool. We were had a lot of fun creating that game. Uh, so you should you should play it afterwards and see see what your score is. <laughs> and then just on the education side, uh, because we've done a lot of homeschooling um, and hung out with a lot of uh, world schoolers as well when we were traveling, um, then that was an obvious uh, thing to to do. So I developed a uh, a Bitcoin for Kids workshop that runs over three or four hour periods, um, as in, you know, one, 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 one. And we, we ran some workshops in various different um, pop-up schools around the world to educate uh, kids on on Bitcoin. Um, and it was interesting, actually, because all of the adults kind of lurk around at the back of the room and then come up asking lots of questions afterwards. Uh, so it's a great way to orange pill uh, the adults as, as you're just explaining things to the kids. But... The kids themselves, they're, they're much more open-minded than the adults. They've not got lots of things to unlearn about the uh, traditional legacy financial system. Um, they're familiar with digital currencies in games, uh, with Fortnite and Minecraft and um, all the games they play. So, uh, you know, they, they understand digital currencies natively, so it's a lot easier to you know, explain why Bitcoin is different to them than it is to the uh, to the grown-ups sometimes. And for those workshops, are those available anywhere, or was that something that that those schools were paying you for? I'm just curious because you know, if there are any homeschool families right now, or maybe teachers or spouses of teachers listening right now, that would be a really neat thing to be able to send people to if it's available. Yeah, it's publicly available, so I don't know if you've got any show notes. We can put the links in. Um, but yeah, it's uh, publicly available. Uh, I've not run them as online courses. Um, if others are free to do that, should they wish. Um, and I've just done it on a voluntary basis um, at various different places we've we've popped up at. So I'd encourage people to yeah take the content, improve the content, and deliver it locally wherever they are. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing today. This has been a very enlightening conversation, and I hope people will take advantage of getting their business listed on BTC Map. Would you share any final thoughts with us that you might have, things that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet or things you'd just like to reiterate before we finish up our conversation? Um, I think I'm super keen and interested to be working on BTC Map right now because I'm a big fan of normalizing Bitcoin. Um, and uh, it's not just about anonymous handles on the internet. Uh, it's about using Bitcoin. and It's not just about holding Bitcoin. You have to do both of those things, you know, spend and replace. Um and if we want this to be the, inter the, the the money that we use, then we're going to have to start um, using it. We can't just hold it. Um, so go find your local merchant, um, get them on the map if they accept Bitcoin. And if they don't, um, just keep asking them every time you buy the, the coffee, cash or Bitcoin, and just start normalizing that conversation. Um, and two or three months down the line, then maybe they'll be accepting Bitcoin. Perfect. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. Thanks. 
Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Nathan, you can find our links down in the show notes. And if you want to get your business on the map, reach out to btcmap.org. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today